like scary movies. Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Hi, Georgie. Swallow this. Cat dead. Details later. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Hello. Thank you for joining us. This is episode 38. Tonight we're going to be talking about 1994's The Crow. People once believed that when someone dies, a crow carries their soul to the land of the dead. But sometimes, just sometimes, the crow could bring that soul back wrong things right you're all going to die is that gasoline i smell <laughs> This is Zayford's pick. We're taking a little break from the disturbing iceberg. We're having some difficulties finding a Razorhead. Looks like we're going to have to get it on Amazon Prime, but I digress. The Crow is available on Netflix. In a Razorhead, it is. I meant, I meant Prime, as in like we're going to have to have it delivered. And Zayford and I are actually meeting each other in six days, so I may buy it in the next couple of days and exchange it for a cable because of my janky microphone cable i buy everything in the world but things that i actually need <clears throat> but yeah a razorhead will be our next episode <laughs> um do you want to talk about the do you want to talk about the 120 pound pink fluffy coat that i've been thinking about Zayford, or shall we move on i mean you can talk about it i don't know much about it i just saw the instagram which, which option did you go for did you say i, I should like, do it or did yeah. you ask me if i was okay I said, yeah do it, do fucking it. fucking do it it's like a little kim faux fur pink fluffy thing that made me look like um a porn star movie star um i actually um you know i've dabbled in adult work <clears throat> lightly <laughs> and uh i i actually did have a customer who through the internet requested that I wore a fur coat for him. Um, literally just wore a coat off? and fit. It wasn't pink. It was a brown faux fur coat. Very expensive. Very nice. Fake mink. Not real mink because I wouldn't kill real animals. doesn't matter. I mean, I wouldn't really. I, I don't know how to make a coat anyway. Um, but yeah, I got paid £50 to uh, wear a coat for 30 seconds on the camera. Just stand there and, and rub it. Not my vagina. Like the coat. And uh yeah, so if anybody's interested in pink fur coats, if anyone has that fantasy, I'm going to be buying it probably because it seems to be overwhelmingly popular. But um, yes, unavailability for a razor head and pink coats and rubbing of one's coat and not their vagina aside. Zayford, <laughs> why did you choose the crow? Because it's the it's October. Let's be real. It's a Halloween uh -huh. movie. It's set on Mischief Night. Obviously, this comes uh -huh. out tomorrow, so mm -hmm. not quite ha Halloween yet. <clears throat> but it's just a it's just a classic. It's a great film. And if anyone so says it, otherwise, classic... I'm going to fight them. Okay, so it is. It's personal to you, um. Because I was just wondering that you just thought it was a generalized classic, you uh -huh. know, it's Halloween awesome. era. 
fucking don't over there. I have a tattoo of this staple. No, do you? Well, I have a crow that's I have a tattoo of a crow. <laughs> but it's because of the film and I've grown up with the film and maybe it's just a lot so, of nostalgia. So people are like, oh, you've got a bird on you and you're like, it's a crow for the movie The Crow. No, I don't really say that's that. Fair. I'm not a dick. I'm just like, yeah, it's I crow. actually so I was doing um beautician training a few days ago. <clears throat> and I actually had somebody ask me how many tattoos I had that the burning question when you have a three quarter sleeve and just, you know, you start to lose count after like the 25th or 30th tattoo. And I, I, I always forget because I remember that I counted them like once um, a bit ago. And I think I, I think like individual pieces is like over 50. But I just kind of like I was so sleep deprived. I just dead ass looked at her and I was just like a lot you know and that was before i even took off my my coat so she was just looking at my legs and she's like you've got so many tattoos i was like you wait until i take off my coat and she was like oh and she's like you got you got more on that i was like i literally have a three-quarter sleeve (laughs) got both got two caps on each shoulder but yeah i love the crow personally um so romantic Perfect, perfect balance between romance and drama and horror, and the aesthetic is so cool. Obviously, nineteen ninety four peak grunge era, um, holes, celebrity skin, playing all over the radio. They even have like the the band um, playing in the nightclub in it. It's just like it's not whole, but like it looks like whole, you know? Yeah, it's like um, a whole. Like lots of. Wish. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of dug the music. Um, I genuinely enjoyed all of the music in this movie. But again, it's literally my aesthetic, like '90s grunge. It's just, it's so, it's so like pleasing for me to watch. It's, it is, it is like a comfort movie, and I do feel like really sad, like I've not watched it in so long because I forgot like how much I enjoyed the film. I watch this a couple um, times a year at least. Oh, you do. Yeah. So the the only thing I ritualistically watch every year without fail on Halloween is House of a Thousand Corpses, um, and sometimes I'll also watch The Devil's Rejects. But obviously, I always watch House of a Thousand Corpses. Like it's just become tradition because obviously it's it's on Halloween night, <clears throat> and I'm a big Rob Zombie fan. So yeah, I may actually add the crow to my staples. <laughs> I was gonna say I think <laughs> my three it's a, it's a films are um Scream, The Crow, and Army of Darkness. Mm. If I ever need a film and I can't think of anything, just stick one of them on. Why Army of Darkness? Because it's fun. Is it? Yes. Okay, we're gonna fall out soon. <laughs> no, I mean we are because I I don't think much of Army of Darkness. Oh, I'm not coming. Totally I'm not coming on. Yeah, I. Saturday now. Hey, hey, you are. I need that cable and you need this DVD. <laughs> there isn't a choice. <laughs> but yeah, um, completely threw me off what I was going to say. What were we talking about? <laughs> Help me out, Zafer. Uh, I'm sorry, I have my medication like increase and it's army of darkness right yeah so um what's going on with the reboot reboot of evil dead do you know uh, much about that because yeah, i've heard that there's going April. to be okay and um he's quite involved with it isn't he they're like executive producers yeah so i actually um liked the reimagining of the evil dead um that was it was post 2010 that was released wasn't it 20 i want to say 2015 13 okay uh, yeah um it was i actually really enjoyed that movie so <clears throat> yeah, i'm looking forward to seeing it is, is it is it uh do you have any information whether it's going to be like a reboot of the reboot or is it going to be an evil dead 2 i think it's just kind of like it's in the same or a spin-off continuity. of its own thing i think it's in the yeah. same continuity as the remake or reboot whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it but um, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily directly tied. Mm-hmm. They basically just wanted to do Evil Ted in the city, I think. I on I, Do you know what? I haven't even seen any of Ash vs. Evil Dead. You need to get on that. I haven't, and I need to, because yeah. it's not good. 
that I haven't seen it. It's just it's one of those things that have like remained on my carousel for a really long time. I think it's on Netflix. And it's sad because yeah, it that yeah, it's on my Netflix carousel. Um, you know when you just add lots of movies there and then like you just forget yeah. about them. I keep um, downloading them and watching like, my work. <laughs> yeah, I need I need to start taking advantage of the download feature. Like I literally forget that you can do that with like pretty much all streaming services. Mm. Um which reminds me, actually, my Lionsgate uh, free subscription is ending soon. And I'm watching that. Um, the girl from Plainview. Have you ever Plainville? Sorry, no, have you seen I've that? Seen it. Um, so it's more of a drama than a horror. It's basically about the teenager who convinced her boyfriend to kill himself. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. Mm. Yeah, that sounds delightful. Yes. Sorry, my fucking head <laughs> cable. I'm so over this cable, literally. Um, Do you know what? Yeah, I might bring two bring... ones out there. <laughs> so you've just got bring spare. ten. Bring all of them. Just bring all everything. Of them. I need spares in my I'm actually... Yeah. We're, we're really excited about For the Love of Horror. Um, me particularly, because I'm actually getting an autograph for our lovely friend, Horror Hysteria. She's absolutely desperate to get an autograph for David Arquette so I'm going to be queuing for her that's for you Mm -mm. and obviously I'm going to be getting a photograph with Art the Clown in full makeup and ask him to be on the podcast I don't think Art the Clown is going to speak to me because he's mute offer him a blowy I, I really respect the fact that the actor actually follows me on Instagram <clears throat> and actually responded to me. And when we've messaged and we've messaged him on our podcast and he responded, he's actually really fantastic at um engaging and, and following his fans. Like if they message him or whatever, he does get back to them. Um, you can see how high his engagement is generally, like on his Instagram page and, and things like that. Like he really enjoys the fact that he's become so successful through Terrifier. And I think he's quite um passionate about Terrifier as well. Mm. So yeah, he's he's amazing. When I did the thing about having like uh, people suggesting like actors and stuff to have like dream guests, someone put him, and obviously we posted it and I tagged him in it, and he liked it. Yeah, yeah. So he definitely um... knows people want him to be on it on the mm. on the show. So hopefully, come December, I hope terrified. so. We have might have you, to make it earlier um, than Christmas. Managed... Yeah. Well, you can actually meet David Howard Thornton like as he Himself, is. Yeah. But I was like, no, I want to meet Art the Clown. Yeah, you like, gotta go. I'm you gotta not... go for the full effect. I know, and obviously, I'm gonna be like 100 percent prettier than Art the Clown. David Howard Thornton is actually a very cute man. <laughs> if I took a picture next to him, I'd probably look like a dog. I don't want to be over overshadowed. So, but yeah. Um... <clears throat> <clears throat> the, the crow. crow it's uh what do you think of the film, film? it's a Overall, good film yeah. like i said it's it's like the the whole aesthetics of it the storyline the romance the intensity um the tragedy that's attached to the movie itself mm. um you know it's it's become such a um a modern uh a modern and classic tale like everybody knows that uh there was a, a murder on set through well not murder a, a death on set an accident, through yeah. Uh, yeah through accidental <clears throat> misfiring of of um a which blind. actually yeah and actually which <clears throat> you know happened in more recent times on this a set that Alec Baldwin was on right yeah the rust film um yeah so I I didn't I couldn't remember what film it was, but I I remember it kind of brought up discussions about yeah, was, uh, um, safety. Mm. And it, you know, we live in the UK, so with we our have props, that issue very often. <laughs> yeah, like it's not very often in movies generally that people use real knives um, or axes or whatever. Um, a lot of the time it is like fake props and stuff. So in the UK, um, having accidental, like severe or, you know, maiming death 
occur in film like doesn't really happen so the only place that this could really happen is america Mm. um obviously not to mention the uh absolutely horrifying do do you remember that movie uh where they they like filmed it with real lions and they were trying to make out that they like lived with lions yeah i can't Um, remember what it's called but yeah i'm just gonna look it up now because it's it's very um very interesting yeah because they have like a bunch of lines that weren't trained yes like the daughter got mauled and there's like a shit ton of people getting like scratched and mauled as well roger ebert said the film was so awful it lacked the usual charm of being so bad it's funny (laughs) but what's the film called the Ghost in the Darkness, allegedly, but I don't think that's the movie that, that we're looking definitely for. definitely not it, the film. It says the scariest movie about lions ever made. That's not the scariest one, though. It's nothing to do with being um, scary. It's about being real. But it says it's scary. Um, it's not. It's from, like, it's from the 60s or the 70s. Dangerous. And obviously we can't talk about um, huge mishaps and murders with uh, malfunctionings and uh, scary animals without bringing up that gaudy scene in Nope, right? I mean, if you want to talk about Nope, this is, <laughs> I this is the crime episode. Nope. But okay. No, you know, you know what I mean. I, it's just like you know that was um, that was that's actually happened in real life. Obviously, yeah. not on a set, but there have been people that have these wild animals, and they just fucking. Act they do what wild animals do They're unpredictable. and uh, and people th- and people are like what you know um kind of reminds me of uh, this documentary i saw once on channel 4 called horror at the zoo um i don't know if you know much about it but it it was basically this dude who was in he was in so much debt and he lived in america and he owned a lot of animals like exotic animals and he couldn't yeah. afford them anymore and he actually let all of them go and they were like walking around um you know and they all had to be killed because they were so dangerous they couldn't manage it and there is horrible yeah then that film is called raw but horror at the zoo is more impactful than raw to be honest with you yeah i was just Um, finding the one where they got mauled or something yeah yeah no i saw it i just i wanted to talk about horror at the zoo because it's like it's really it's really stuck in my mind, Zayford, like, you know, because I, as far as I'm aware with Raw, I don't think there was any euthanasia, but like, this was real life horror, you know, like, there's this one picture where they've got just got like cheetahs and jaguars and um, lions, and they're all just laid there in like a line. And the, the most interesting thing <clears throat> about the story is obviously the man committed suicide and uh, they found him without his penis and it turns out like one of the that one of the animals actually ate his dick um well i mean that's my interesting tidbit that i took away from tidbit cockpit i don't i don't know um tidbit um tip bit <laughs> yeah but um animal hoarding is like a huge problem in america i actually have a friend who um couldn't look after one of their snakes anymore and gave them to somebody who like literally just they did the same thing that they do at pets at home just kept like snakes in drawers and shit um i don't and i guess in this country we have the same thing with like cat ladies right we just Mm. have people that just amass huge amounts of pets and they can't take care of them but yeah it's really, it's really, really tragic what happened on the set of The Crow. It's, yeah. uh, it's dreadful. Um, it's just people being slightly ignorant doing the jobs. Well, negligent, I think would be the word. Do negligent. You think, because... Do you think the film would have done, or do you think the film would be as popular as it is without randomly passing away? Because stuff would have been slightly hmm. different in the film. I I gotta be honest with you. I think I do think if it didn't have the controversy mixed in with it, um, it would be. It's quite a niche film, 
you know even even though it has that storyline it has that intensity like watching it like taking if you just took away all of the infamy from it does it have enough for it to be considered would it be would it be as successful as it was i feel like Um, it'd still be a cult film I think it big. would be, but I don't. I don't think it would be mainstream. No, no. I don't. I don't. And I. I think like <clears throat> a lot of people, if you ask them who what their favorite <clears throat> horror movie is, a lot of people just say The Crow, a lot. Mm. And I don't. I don't really understand it because it. I feel like it was bought into the limelight and made into what it is, and um. Like I'm, and I'm not trashing the film. I'm really not. I love, I love that film. I do, but I think it's kind of like an interesting takeaway that although I really love that film, it kind of faded into obscurity in my mind, and I didn't yeah. watch it for a while. Like that kind of suggests that it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of suggests that, like, well, well, I mean, come on. Like I said, like it's totally my aesthetic. It's it's totally like you know, um, it's very pleasing to me, but um. Was it pertinent in horror? Um, yeah, it would definitely have a cult following, but I don't mm. think it would be in mainstream. No. no. So, yeah. See, I I think when I first watched this, I watched this quite young because my dad showed me it, and it was like, oh, you're into superheroes and stuff like that, and it's kind of superhero-ish. Yeah, um, loosely. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, basically, he showed me it, and I didn't know for a couple of years until I was like, a teenager about obviously Brandon Lee, and mm-hmm. I was I was still in love with the film. Mm-hmm. So I think it's depending on what type of stuff you're into, it still does pretty well. Yeah, Brandon Lee, obviously he was only twenty eight years old when he died. Same age as his dad. Mm. I think. And what a freaking piece of man candy he was. I'm sorry. <laughs> there are a lot. I mean, let, let me be honest. I don't, and I mean this in the most uh, non-disrespectful way ever. Like, there are so many guys in that movie that I would just. I I love men too. with long hair. <laughs> I, I do. I do. To be um, fair, Brandon Lee, I mean, I would. Damn right you would, without even question. I wish I was Sally. Shelly. Sorry, I was watching Nightmare on a... <laughs> <laughs> I was watching a Nightmare for Christmas Sally, so I've got Sally in my head. <laughs> Sally, I mean Shelly. What, like wedding dress and all? You want to be Shelly? Yeah, mm. I'll wear the wedding dress. Oh. <laughs> I'll, get, I'll get funky in an attic full of candles. So, during the fatal scene, which called for the revolver to be fired at Lee from a distance of 3.6 to 4.5 meters, the dummy cartridges were replaced with blank rounds, which contained a powder charge and the primer, but no solid bullet, allowing the gun to be fired with sound and flash effects without the risk of an actual projectile. However, the gun was not properly checked and cleared before the blank was fired, and the dummy bullet previously lodged in the barrel was then propelled forward by the blank's propellant and shot out the muzzle with almost the same force as if the round were live, striking him in the abdomen. Yeah, After Massey pulled the trigger and shot Lee, Lee fell backwards and instead of instead of forwards as he was supposed to, when the director said cut, Lee did not stand up and the crew thought he was either still acting or kidding around. Uh, Jeff Imeda, who immediately checked Lee, noticed something wrong when he came close and noticed Lee was unconscious and breathing heavily. Medic Clyde Basie went over and shook Lee to see if he was dazed by hitting his head during a fall, but did not think Lee had been shot since there was no visible bleeding. Basie took Lee's pulse, which is regular, but within two to three minutes, it slowed down dramatically and then stopped. He was rushed to the new Hanover Regional Medical Center, Attempts to save him were unsuccessful, and after six hours of emergency surgery, he was pronounced dead. The shooting was ruled an accident due to negligence. Lee's death led to re-emergence of conspiracy theories surrounding his father's similarly early death. Yes, it's very true. Um, 
a lot of people have yeah. their own opinions about that too don't they yeah um lee was buried next to his father at lakeview cemetery in seattle a private funeral attended by 50 took place the following day 200 of lee's family and business associates attended a memorial service um apparently david hasselhoff was there steven seagal david carradine well I yeah mean, i'd bunch love of, david like, carradine to come to my fucking funeral because cool obviously Steve, steven seagal was there because obviously he was a martial artist as well Mm-hmm. I don't know why David Hasselhoff was there. I mean, maybe he liked Baywatch. I don't know. I mean, maybe. <laughs> uh, obviously, David Carradine is dead, right? He hung himself with a belt. I don't know. I don't know right, who that is. Right. I, I, you don't know who David Carradine is? I mean, I, I'm sure if I look him up, I probably do know who he is, but off the name, I can't think of him. I'll give you a clue. Uh, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, it's not open. Really? Yeah. He was uh, it was fucking Bill and oh, Kill yeah. Bill. I've never seen Kill Bill. What? <laughs> I've never seen Kill Bill. I've not seen any what the of fuck them. Is... What? Okay, first of all, there's two, and second of all, what? Why? How have you not seen it? What? Just, just never um, got around to watching them. Okay, well, interesting little tidbit about David Carradine, Zafer, <clears throat> seeing as we're talking about people with their willies being eaten off by animals and other macabre deaths. Well, David Carradine was actually... Well, David Carradine is actually was actually really into autoerotic association, and um, <clears throat> I don't know if you understand what that means, but in layman yeah, terms... Yeah, it means he likes he choking being... himself. Yeah, so oh, while man. he was choking his chicken, he was choking his throat, and he killed him. He, he died. So that that's how Bill died from Kill Bill. But did he come? <laughs> I Sorry. don't think I don't think they ever re- 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 revealed. revealed that. Um, leave me alone. I told you my medication. Okay. Um, I was helping. Do you want to know where he where he died? In a whole house. Bangkok. So a whole house. <laughs> Bangkok in Thailand in a in a closet in a wardrobe. That makes sense. He was uh married uh five times, probably because they'd had enough of being, you know, having to choke him. Um he left behind three children. And uh he has a website called davidcaradine.com, which I mean, shall we see what that's about? No. Not right now. Not over recording. I mean, I mean I'm clicking on it and because I'm interested. Um, he had a career spanning 45 years um, he was in 118 films um, ah in addition to the smash it series that garnered Carradine both Emmy and Golden Globe nominations it also introduced many viewers to Asian martial arts and Chinese philosophy his second starring role as Kane in Kung Fu ah so that's why he he's quite into martial arts too I wonder, Maybe David Hasselhoff is on. I wonder why they were friends. I kind of want to know. Um, Might have trained him briefly. Yeah. Let's. I'm gonna do a little. Oh my! You're deep diving. I proper am. Who cares? I want to know. So while you're deep diving, um, I actually attempted to get a guest on this episode. Okay. But unfortunately, she wasn't willing to come on the episode because she she wanted to do she she didn't want to do any interviews. But it would have been Rochelle Davis. Why didn't she want to do any interviews? I, I don't know. She's not really... She So she's doing like a couple of cons in America, but it's like very rare that she does them anymore. Mm. So I just don't think she was up for it. But I did ask. I, I reached out to her. I asked if she'd want to come on, even if it was for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Sort of thing. To like give her opinion on the film maybe talk about what she thinks of the newest one so coming. Who, who is she in the film elaborate so just for do, people who have no idea who she is do you not know i do okay then you tell me i'm asking you i'm too she, busy reading so about Rochelle, David Hasselhoff rochelle right plays, now. <laughs> rochelle plays <laughs> sarah mm-hmm. so i was trying to get her to come on even if it was for 10 15 minutes well unfortunately not she didn't want to talk to us. She, I don't think she really wants to talk to anyone about it. She does. She's doing like two cons this year 
in America, mm-hmm. and that's like the first one she's done in probably a couple of years, I think. So, uh, what what is she doing lately? I don't know. I didn't particularly ask. I don't think she does any films anymore, or like TV shows. At least not nothing for the last couple of years, I don't think. What is she doing at comms then? Uh, just stuff for um, the crew. Like, a parent for that. You know, like... um, She's like 42 years old now. Yeah, probably. Yeah, she is. No, yeah, sorry, I just looked her up. Um... <clears throat> Yeah, she. Oh, she, she has really done. Didn't... She's still doing stuff, but it's not. Oh, she did Hell House. Oh yeah. I would never have clicked that that she was in that. Um, she's only done that's... six things. Yeah, but you know, Hell. I wouldn't yeah. have thought she was in that. So that was that was weird. Um, yeah, I I wonder why she has that feet. I wonder if she just says maybe maybe she just. You know, maybe well, you it's have to just think. Upsetting. The first thing she um, did, the first film or like TV show she ever did, was where the lead actor was killed. That probably puts a damp, uh, like it dampens the spirit of acting, I guess. I can see because obviously she was about, I think she was about twelve when she did the crow. Sorry, Zayford, I'm not going quiet. I just need to go get my debit card because I'm, you know, ordering McDonald's. I am listening to you, though. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'll I... that out. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, leave it in. It's, it's fine. Um, you know, uh, I, I guess that makes sense. Maybe she felt like acting wasn't really her thing after that point. Um, yeah. who, who could blame her for that? Um, you know, fair play. I think that it would have probably been a horrible thing for um someone so young to go through mm. i can't imagine like you know even even like just googling her like briefly there the search results come up like what happened to rochelle, da- rochelle davis and it, it's kind of like you know we really do have like a morbid fascination with people sometimes sometimes i think it's best to leave things alone I think like if we were t- if if we were to talk to her, I think we would be nothing but respectful and not oh, yeah. like too invasive. But like some people really do have like a morbid curiosity to just and they get a little bit too a bit too close to people and forget that they're human. Um but uh, you know, case or sera, that that's just generally how child actors are treated anyway. Mm. Um particularly people like, you know. I, I don't know if you know much about Jeanette McCurdy. Have you heard of her before? Can't say I have. Um, so she just released this book called I'm Glad My Mum Died. Oh, and okay. it's, it's, no, because her mum was, like, awful to her. Like, she, like, dragged her into Nickelodeon and had her exposed to Dan Schneider, the creepy oh, fuck. Oh, God, yeah. Um, yeah, and she she played, like, quite a lot of um really big roles in um like you know all those nickelodeon kid shows yeah in the late two like the late um late 2010s and not the late 2010s early 2010s with like ariana grande and and things like that and all that type of stuff yeah she was in this thing called sam and cat um which my daughter was really big fan of and it turns out like she was suffering with anorexia um she had substance problems um and her mum was just you know uh treating her like absolute garbage and um i've been reading her memoir which memoir which is called i'm glad my mom died well it was kind of similar to macaulay is... culkin macaulay culkin went through very similar when he was doing home alone did he yeah i'm pretty sure he said that yeah he, he got like a, some abuse off his dad oh okay because i know that generally there are child stars who are now adults that do speak out about um the industry um i want to say cody fern is the one that makes them like talks about it the most it talks about the the pedophilic um Corey undercurrent feldman does as well a little bit Corey feldman that's who i was thinking of um if anyone knows who Corey fern is let me know because i don't know why i have that name in my head um Corey feldman like talks very openly about it um 
in a very obscure way like he wouldn't give any names uh he released a documentary a couple of years ago where he said one person yeah um, it was um Charles he Sheen. basically had it yeah he basically had it on a pay-per-view thing like people had to pay to see it um which i think was kind of a bit cheesy a bit corny i think like if you have this information you should fucking tell people because it's important um obviously the things that came out in charlie with charlie sheen in the last uh decade or so finding out that he's hiv hiv positive and um having unprotected sex but he says that he's medicated obviously if you understand hiv if, if you are taking medication it can um lessen if not eradicate the possibility of transmission but it's still important to have that transparency that you do have hiv um mm. there were many many women that were absolutely terrified after being involved with charlie sheen you know Im- imagine if that happened to you you know um i think i'd be terrified with... just in general never mind absolutely knowing that <laughs> um it, well yeah he he has a very tragic life as does his children unfortunately but i i won't i won't dig too much into that because it's uh if you ever want to read about charlie sheen and his ex-wife and their children um make Denise sure Richards. you're in a good headspace because it, it's really yeah it's really really upsetting it's literally two celebrities who chose their addictions over their children um and their children have sev- like serious behavioral problems and have serious attachment issues and um because of neglectfulness and if, if anything it's kind of like an underlining underlining like you you need to put your children first uh, mm. it's, it's it's not cool um yeah, said it's not cool don't worry <laughs> I will be talking because Katie's mic cable came out. It's yeah, it's not problem. it's not it's not cool. It's not cool. Um <clears throat> so yeah, Corey Corey Feldman uh said that he that it was Charlie Sheen, obviously Jeanette McCurdy's new book. I have it on Audible, so I'm actually listening to it. Um but yeah, really really interesting um hearing somebody else's perspective about the exploitative nature of um film and cinema and i wonder like if her stepping away from everything and obviously i've kind of like said that like we shouldn't be excessively macabre um macabre delving into the wants and the whys because it's not appropriate especially when she went through what she did at such a young age but what i will say is and perhaps she just decided that um hollyweird is too much and fair play to her and yeah, you know, I, agree. I respect that she didn't want to talk to us because I, you know, I, it's a lot. It's a lot. No, yeah, definitely. You can't, you can't knock somebody. You can't knock somebody. Well, I, was, for that. I didn't press it. I was just like, I sent my message. Yeah, like, no, hey, no. I, you, I am. Would you mind calling? I imagine on? you wouldn't. You know, I, I don't think you would be like, oh, come on. <laughs> and then she replied um, saying that she, but, she didn't want to do it. And I was like, that's totally fine. Like, that's understandable. I was like, okay, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. But it was um, nice that she, you know, replied as well. Yeah. Because sometimes I, you message I, people and they, you just get no response. Or you don't, mm, they don't even read it. Because obviously some people are in, inundated with uh, messages. I can't imagine what it must be like to be a celebrity on Instagram. Because I'm not, I'm not a celebrity. But But you I get have... enough messages. I get a lot of messages like um, I remember, you know, explaining to you one day, like on average, I I respond to about 130 to 180 messages a day and I'm constantly having different conversations or different exchanges with lots of people. I couldn't imagine what it would be like to actually be a celebrity and um, just thousands of people messaging you every day and they're all different. And I bet there's some really, really, really scary things going on. You know, I, I bet there's like threats and all sorts of shit. So the fact oh, that yeah, she definitely. actually opened up to us was, was really cool. Yeah, hopefully if she ever listens to this episode, that's that's cool. Um, Probably not going to be like what I have to say about the remake, but that's totally fine. <clears throat> what do you have to say about the remake? Well, we won't go to the remake yet. We'll go to that towards the end. <laughs> have you ever? Why read... are there no Happy Meals available at McDonald's? What does that even mean? Do you want to know something really awful? So I went to McDonald's a couple of weeks ago and I got a Happy Meal for my son. Yeah, okay, shoot me. I had ta- I had McDonald's like twice a month for my kids. Leave me alone. Um, no one was And they. So I said I wanted to give him. <laughs> 
I said to them, like, I, you know, give me a toy with the meal, right? And I was, like, getting all excited because I know, obviously, we don't have the adult Happy Meals that are fucking awesome in America. And we don't have the cool little pails that come um, in America. But they have, like, these little plushies that are kind of cute. Do you know what they did to me, Zayford? They gave you a book. They gave my son a fucking Smurf. Yeah, that's what what they are at the moment, the Smurfs. No, they're not fucking Smurfs. They're Halloween plushies. not, not right now. No, they are. are they? they are. They oh, must are. have only done that within like the last couple of days. Do you want to know how? Do you do you want to know how fucked up this is? Do you want to know how fucked up it is? I ordered it from a kiosk, and you actually had the option to purchase all four of those toys. Oh yeah, some people so, are some people are desperate enough to buy they... them all. Uh, yeah, but like so, ten ninety nine for all four of them allegedly. Um, so if you've got those for sale, why are you giving me a fucking smurf? Because I... screw you, basically. Yeah, well, not <laughs> not acceptable, not acceptable in my opinion. Um, how do you feel about the adult Happy Meals? Would you get one? Um, I mean, I basically do already. I, I always get twenty notes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but have you seen the ones in America? Where I've, they, I've like, seen that they they've literally... announced it, but I've not seen what the, what they do in them. No, I I've seen a couple of people on Instagram like showing their adult Happy Meals. And I try not to eat really my kids. Cool. It's, it's not great. No, it's really not good for you. Don't don't eat it. It's it's, it's one awful. of those. Oh, it's too late to have to like cook some. Sort of just go to Mackey's and grab some. It's it's a yeah. It's a means to an end, isn't it? Yeah. It's kind of just like okay, we're just we're just gonna have this because we're shit. Mm. So, <laughs> have you ever read the source material for the crow? I have not. You should read it. It's it's pretty good. When you say source material, mysterious. Like you can get um, mysterious. Mysterious material. It's a novel. It's black and white. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I've, I think I've had the book for like probably like eight years. I think I got it in like twenty fourteen. Yeah, on Amazon. Okay, um, and what it's called, The Crow. Yeah. Hmm. It, it's a pretty good read. I think the last graphic novel I bought was um the Battle Royale series. Like you know the manga. Oh yeah. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um but I don't normally <clears throat> buy graphic novels. I kind of went for a phase where I was like really into them and then I just stopped. See, that's how much because... I love this film. I got the, the graphic novel about it, the source material. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly because I had money at the time and I could burn it. Well I was like, I need nothing... this in my life. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, you like what you like. Especially you seeing it at such a young age. How how old did you say you were again? Um. Oh, God. I'd have been younger than 10, at least, mm. when I first saw this. See, Probably I remember like eight, watching nine. Cannibal Holocaust when I was, like, super young. I think that did something to my development. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the, only thing made me, like... the only thing the crowd did for me was say you're definitely going to be an emo at some point in your life yeah and it happened I'm like 32 and I just accept that I'm always going to be a bit emo yeah, I'm same. fine with that I mean like, I still dress like I an am. emo so it's fine band so t-shirts, skinny like, jeans literally that is like my whole that's like my whole thing except mine's a little bit different mine's like fishnets um other than that, like, yeah, exactly the same. Always band t-shirts. Always. I haven't got any raccoon highlights, though. I never went for that. No, I've started drifting into more horror t-shirts as well, Ella, and horror merch. Well, I'm really looking forward to seeing Unusual Horror at um, For the Love of Horror, because, well, like, their their t-shirts are so cool. Like, they're really, like, intricate, proper horror. Yeah, like, I'm definitely going to really buy cool, some Like, horror clothes. mishmash of horror slash mish horror slash metal mishmash yeah you know like the like the um the they writing American is the Mary lo- one, you, know, you know what i mean yeah 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 they've got loads they've got like guinea pig and all sorts of like um cult movies like cult gore movies and stuff and, and they like intermingle it with like metal fonts and stuff and it just it looks so cool i know hell on hell on shirts is gonna be there as well they do a lot of good um horror match 
mm-hmm. like a, a decent amount of a uh, varied varied like movies. Like I got my um reanimator hoodie from them. That's a pretty solid hoodie. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've so I've managed to accrue about four hundred and seventy pounds for my trip. I have fuck all right now <laughs> until I get paid on Friday. Oh dear. Should have started on with pants by now. I don't know yet. Whatever's on my bank I reckon, card. Oh, I don't know. I reckon you should take about um, 200, 300. I'm not spending that much. The only reason I'm taking, the only reason I'm taking like 500 with me is because I'm going to the traffic center the next day. And you know how that be. Yeah, but you're like, staying there for the weekend. I'm only there for the for the six hours, pretty much. I know, Zafer, but you're gonna fucking see um like a steelbook stand. I'm not. And then you're gonna see a t-shirt stand. <laughs> and then there's and then they're gonna be like, hey, um, actually, guys, Tom Savini is here and he's taking autograph requests and photos for like a bargain price of uh you it's know 30 quid. forty quid last minute, and, you, and you'll just be like, yes. Tom Zavini, if he's if he's actually there, it's about thirty two quid mm. for an autograph, which I'm tempted to go and take the burning with me because I've got a burning steelbook. Do I it. Think that, I think that's fucking one of his do better it. ones. Yeah, I would do it. I'm actually going to go see Halloween Ends tomorrow. Um, <clears throat> Zayford's had a bit of a cheeky afternoon and seen it illegally. <laughs> I don't but have I'm enough time going to get to, to the cinema, cinema right? But I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm, I think well, I'm gonna go with Alicia at some point mm-hmm. before end well, of October. Well, I'm going to see it tomorrow, and I've heard a lot of things about it, particularly um, saying that it is very weird and different. That's those are the two, the two words I keep hearing over and over again. It's very weird and different. Um, Zayford has no spoilers told me. That we don't even see Michael for the first hour. So mm, he's I in it like know. twice. You see, I think you see glimpses of him. What? Isn't it Weird. twice, but like within the first hour, roughly? Mm-hmm. Because even I was like, how long? Like, I think I'd got to about half an hour and I was like, where the fuck's Michael? <laughs> this is a Halloween movie. This is <laughs> Did you like, you like, you were like, hold on, this is Halloween. Like, what is going on? Like, am I watching the right film? Mm. It said Haddonfield at the beginning, so I presume so. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I won't give too much of a, a way about what it's like because obviously we're recording an episode on it later mm-hmm. with a guest. We won't say who it is just yet. No, I'm going to say who it is. It's Halloween Never Dies. He's really excited well, to come well, on. He's probably going to bring his uh, co-host too. Um, he is definitely coming on. We've had a conversation, and I don't want you to hide it because that's what we're doing. And I, well, don't I was just going to at... put it on next the next episode. <laughs> Oh well, who cares? It's told now. Um, no, he's awesome. He, you know, he has such a keen interest in the Halloween movies that he's going to probably put us properly in our places. You know, um, his whole podcast is literally dedicated to the Halloween franchise. Um, I had there are a lot of Halloween movies I haven't seen, which I I need to desperately catch up on before Thursday. Um, you know, I haven't even seen uh, H2O. H2O is on Netflix. You can watch it. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, I literally um watched Halloween up to Halloween through, and then obviously I've seen um Halloween and then Halloween Kills, and I'm gonna see Halloween Ends. So, how many f- films does that leave me with? If I've seen the first three and the last three, um, I want to say a, there's seven? eleven altogether, right? No, okay. there's thirteen altogether now. Fucking hell! If you if you <laughs> if you it depends. Are you counting season of the witch? I know. Okay, not. then there's twelve. If you count all the um, ones with Michael, and there's twelve. Okay. Um. I obviously, know what the fuck obviously, that is. it seen... sounds like a mess. I don't want to be a part no, of it. Season of Witch is great. Is it? It's are you, good. Or are you just say- <laughs> are you just saying that because I like, like... it? I only saw it the other year because obviously everyone used to talk shit about it all the time. But then can I just can I just talk shit about something for a minute? I've been trying for twenty fucking minutes to order McDonald's, and like I literally just got through the checkout, and they're like, "Um, we took your money, but we can't do your order." And I just like fuck you, fuck you, McDonald's, fuck you. 
Um, I'm going to German Donner Kebab and I'm having my pink cocoa kebab in my boss box. And just frankly, like, you can fuck off with your Smurf toys. I'm so unimpressed. Sorry, Zayford, <laughs> Season of the Witch. What? <laughs> so people used to talk shit about it for, like, years. And some people, like, <laughs> purists of Halloween still do sometimes. But then, like, Don't other... even... I've literally seen people, like, full-on fucking having handbags at dawn arguments on YouTube, on, on Instagram over but this it's movie. Always gonna and it's always going to happen. It's always going to happen. You know, the Halloween franchise, whenever there's a new movie, it really does bring out the snobs in in the horror community i don't personally understand it myself if you don't like a movie why do you have to have like it it's a it's one thing to have like a interesting discussion but when you're like literally calling people names over like what they feel about a film i just think it's pathetic you know Mm. um the general consensus because obviously i saw crimes of a few of the future david cronenberg's latest movie i thought it was absolute fucking garbage um the general the general, the, the ear guy, do you think he could hear me wanting to leave the cinema? Um, <laughs> the general consensus, because I went on Letterboxd, um, as I frequently do, to to read other people's reviews on things and, and kind of like um, try and get a semblance of if what I'm feeling is correct about the movie or if I interpret it wrongly. And a lot of people really enjoyed Crimes of the Future. And some of the some of the reviews that are on there i mean you can have a look at your own leisure zayford if you choose to but basically they are excessively wordy and opulent in their verbiage and just like it's just it's really over the top and it's just like you know what that film isn't good David Cronenberg has some really amazing movies like Crash, for example, like Videodrome. Um, the Fly. Movies that I, I, yes, The Fly, of course. Um, though, you know, those are three classics that we can just name straight away. Um, some in some in dystopian worlds, some that are just like they really. The Fly is like a staple for body horror. Oh, yeah, you definitely. know. Um, it's it's like one of the original movies that like introduced me to body horror, other than See, society. I'm surprised that's not on the disturbing list, like like the top t- like the first tier. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I you know I I think um I think that because that's the whole like the fly is kind of enveloped in this romance and tragedy that it's probably not seen as disturbing. I mean, it's a fly <clears throat> um, coming out of a man. How is it not disturbing? <laughs> He turns into a fly. Yeah, but then it comes out of his Spoiler. own skin. Spoiler! <laughs> <laughs> um, Spoiler for a uh, film that was filmed in the 80s. Yeah, if you haven't seen it by now, then sort of. Um, yeah, but yeah, what I'm trying to say is David Cronenberg had a lot better films and yeah some some of it was uh some it is the first movie this year that I've seen and I've seen a lot of movies this year where I was actually constantly looking at my phone and waiting for like like I kept looking at the time because I was bored um the hype around it where he said like you're gonna it's gonna make you want to pass out and have panic attacks and shit I was just like it's like the most like the the freaking flesh chair things they just look funny and awkward and then the the little little shaky chairs the little kid eating a fucking bin at the beginning was just like I had to stop myself from laughing. And I know it sounds really awful, but it just reminded me of the beginning of Midsummer when like all of uh, her family were like dead, and she's just like, <laughs> and I was just like trying so hard not to laugh. It's like it's funny when st- <laughs> like arty stuff is arty, and sometimes it's just downright hilarious. And that is literally what Crimes of the Future is. It's so ridiculous and i think one of the the more funniest um points that i actually saw of people ripping into that movie and honestly for every one bad review there was a hundred like four or five star reviews it's so pompous and Mm. awful um (laughs) so um basically their organization is supposed to be like top secret and like nobody knows about it you know like where they go to um show people their new organs right mm. and like but but they know about it and somehow they know how to get to it and they get there and there's literally a fucking plaque on the door so if it's top secret why is there a fucking plaque on the door in a building 
um it's just like lots of little things like that and then there's like a detective that like his job is literally going after people that fucking eat plastic that's his whole job he literally has to deal with people that just have to eat plastic and it's just it's so dumb and for some reason he's like the main character is constantly dressed like a ninja and nobody explains why and the Mm. chairs the chairs i don't understand what they're for or what their purpose serves but all i know is i don't fucking want any of that in my house and i certainly don't want two random chicks who work in a garage fixing them for me randomly getting naked and being all over my chair that's all I'll say about it. So Katie's um, new favorite film is Crimes of the Future. Did you, you know, did you I... watch um Dark Glasses? No. This was, but I have um... seen Smile. I have seen Smile. So Dark Glasses really... was the new um Dario Argento film. Okay. Where's that? Is it streaming? It's on it's on Shudder at the moment. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, well, that'll and be good. I remember it getting really hyped up. Mm-hmm. And maybe that hype got to me too much because I was like really excited for it and I watched it. Um, when did I watch it? It must have been Thursday or Friday, and I just didn't think much of it to be fair. Mm-hmm. I, it was nah, wasn't bothered by it. But go on, what about Smile? What do you want to say about Smile? It was really good, no really good. Um, it had it, it had malignant vibes to it. Um, oh God! It just, it, no, not that's a good thing. But what? yeah, but do you know? Yeah, it was kind of like this frenzied. Um, so you know, I actually literally, uh, you know, I won't spoil too much of the film or um reveal much of the twists and turns. But it had like this really interesting, random, unique story to it that was, and it was, it was gripping and it was original. And you know, I love the idea that they played with people smiling being the undertone for actually subconscious you know there's there's i can't can't spoil it too much but i just i like the idea that they were playing with something original which is kind of what malignant did you know it was bringing something fresh and obviously bloomhouse they either hit or they drown and uh this one was definitely a hit i actually gave it eight out of ten because i really enjoyed it and i don't know if i enjoyed it like as much as i did um because of how awful crimes of the future was (laughs) Mm. but i i really enjoyed it like it's not like so good that i would go and see it again at the cinema but it was it was enjoyable um obviously yeah i'm seeing halloween ends tomorrow and then i'm hoping to see pearl whenever the fuck that decides to show up what about hellraiser i want to see it i want to see it i i think like i i've been looking at what people have to say about it <clears throat> and this obviously the snobs are like oh why is pinhead a woman like not really understanding what the fuck is going on yeah um and then like there are people that are just like you know what i appreciate it i respect it for what it is and it's obviously in homage to the original movies um it's it's respectful of the other movies obviously hellraiser hellraiser the franchise became like beating a dead horse at some points like i haven't even seen the later movies because of how badly they've been panned not just by critics but by everyone generally Mm. um i think this was like a completely fresh new take on it and um you know from the little like promos and trailers i've seen of it and just the imagery like the general feeling that i get is that it's too clean um obviously it is too clean uh, there's not a lot of gore in it. Well, there is yeah, some gore, he- but it's not loads compared to the original. It's it's very clean. And Hellraiser and Hellraiser 2, obviously Hellraiser 2 is um really frightening. It's really disturbing and it's dirty. It's grimy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the first one, um, even though there's not... It, it's kind of like a builder for the second one. Um, there is... Uh, there's, there's this mutilation and you know you well you know all about it like that's it there is there are scary moments in it it is a scary uncomfortable film um yeah so i think like that's one of the main things about hellraiser is people know it as a grimy scary dark film and when i first watched it i had no idea what i was getting myself in for yeah um, because you know I did, and I, we we do that with '90s films, like even though they're panned as classics. Um, when we actually '80s, sorry, even though they're like panned as classics, we tend to like 
we tend to do this thing in pop culture where we say something is a classic, but it's not overly gory or it's not overly disturbing. It was overly disturbing and gory for that era, Hmm. but it doesn't carry well into particularly the 2020s when you're literally having to compete with like constantly, yeah, constantly really sadistic, frightening, disturbing imagery, storylines. Um, it, it, there are a lot of movies that just aren't, they don't hold up, but Hellraiser does. Um, yeah, so I am looking forward to seeing it, and I will look at it with an open mind, much like I did even when Hocus Pocus 2. I tried not to judge it. Like, I tried not to like think about the first one too much and like compare the two. Obviously, it was hard because it was a big part of my childhood, but I respect that there's another one, and I, I enjoy Hocus Pocus, and I, I feel like I enjoyed Hellraiser, mm. and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to enjoy a reimagining of it, because why not? Um, obviously, it's on Hulu at the moment, which I, it's not in the I don't UK even know. Yet. I don't even know why I bought a VPN for my for my internet because like I can't access anything. They've like figured out that people are doing that, I swear. Um so I can't even watch it on Hulu. But uh I did see rumors that it was gonna be on Disney Plus, but Disney Plus have confirmed that it won't be on on there. So no, we we'll pro- we'll get it somewhere at some point, I think. But um if you're if you're sneaky and you sell the seven seas, you can always watch it. <laughs> Because there's a pretty good, there's a pretty good illegally. Gosh, don't tell the people. You'll get a letter through your door. I will, and I will happily accept it because I enjoyed the film. I give it, I give it four stars out of five. So next episode, we're going to be talking about Razorhead, provided Whoa, I can get hold wow, of the we DVD. Straight, we jumping straight to far. We still got to briefly talk about the remake of Crow. You take that one then, because I know nothing about this. Well, but are you excited about it in general? No, in particularly no. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I know. I just sat there and said, "I'm. I'm really looking forward to the reimagining of Hellraiser." But um, no, not in particularly. Um, obviously, the crow is a huge, um, a huge thing that I I really enjoyed, and I do cl- hold it close to my heart. Did fall into inconspicuity after a while of me watching it. Forgot about it. Um, still still a good movie um am i excited about a remake no not really but i I definitely will appreciate it when it's like it's it's here for sure Mm. i'm going in open with it i think yeah yeah and i think everybody should be like that generally with movies i I just don't understand it where they're just like no don't make one don't ruin it it's just like you know what it can't be any worse than the sequels i don't even want to talk about that i mean the second sequel is okay but like the last two, they were dog shit. Mm. Like, ugh. The one with Edward Furlong in, oh my god, that is the fucking worst film on the planet. Mm. I'd rather watch fucking <laughs> anything. <laughs> mm. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> excuse me. So yes, well that I think we can wrap it up there to be honest with you, Zayford. I'm extremely hungry and extremely pissed off. And um yeah, I think Blame I need kids. to work on I need to I need to get my German donor kebab and just not talk to anybody else for the rest of the day. <laughs> um I yeah, I we are I need to work on where we're gonna find a raise ahead. Obviously, we will be returning to the disturbing iceberg. We're gonna be working on tier two. Um obviously tier two offers a lot more than the first tier. Um a raise ahead is something that we've never seen before. It's widely available streaming in America, but for some reason in the UK it's not. Yeah, um, no one. I, I literally I, I looked on everywhere that it could be, even Google Play. Um it's not there. Uh, so we may YouTube. have to is that it um i, no, that I was one of the other options i looked at and it was like it's not yeah, streaming anywhere it's not it's not on apple tv either i did have a little lucky on there um and yeah it's nowhere so we're gonna have to get the dvd for it um which is the only way that we're going to be able to watch it otherwise um yeah we're not going to be able to do that episode i mean we might, um, we'll have, we might just have to push it back until we Perhaps, but okay. I, I we've got to power through it because we've got some heavy heavier ones getting through that we've never seen before. Um, mm. so 
And obviously, we're going to be talking to Halloween Never Dies about the Halloween franchise, which is going to be fantastic. Yeah, that episode Being will come out on would've... Halloween. Yeah, so that's coming up for us as well. Being that we would have all seen Halloween Ends by that point, we'll be able to give you insight into the newer movie. Plus, we'll be able to talk about all the other movies in more recent times. And of course, going right back to the beginning and talking about the beginning um and all the bits in between which i haven't even seen yet because i'm a lazy bitch and i haven't done it um i think i will be starting with h2o though for sure um if you could send me some other ones that Have i haven't seen, seen. <gasps> obviously i've seen rob zombie's version yeah. and halloween 2 rob zombie version so that takes it up a bit um well, that means seen i would have seen eight then no uh, no i have not you'll so enjoy that one Actually, there's not too many for me to catch up on, so I might actually make it by Friday, for, by Thursday for that one. I reckon. Obviously, yeah. don't, ignore for, uh, ignore what, the uh, ignore uh, me saying Thursday because it's coming out on Halloween and it's got nothing to do with you. So don't worry about it. Thursday's um, not recording. That's that's all you need to know. Yeah, we're doing it all in one week because um, basically we're both failures and we didn't like. We're busy weekend. Straight. Yeah, and we're going to a convention, so we can't record on the weekend because. The convention's more important. Sorry, bye. Um, <laughs> no, um, we're actually doing a bunch of episodes this week because we don't want to leave you empty-handed, and we do actually ma- we do actually think you matter, and we want to make sure that you've still got episodes, even if we're not here to give them to you. So yeah, we do care about you actually, and um, yes, please leave us more reviews if you haven't done so already. Um, we're available on various streaming platforms, and it would really mean a lot to us if we could get some more reviews um, and ratings. Yeah, on, on our, our on our all thing. Major ones, at least. We've just surpassed a huge milestone, which we're really happy about. We've had over a thousand listens, which, you know, I can't believe it personally. I can't believe people are listening to us. I can't believe people like you know, they like us. Um we're they glad that we us. can we're glad that we can provide you with a bit of entertainment, a bit of company, and um, we really do appreciate you. So thank you for that. You know, well, yeah, here's to here's to a thousand more. Here's to ten thousand more. Here's to hoping we get to a hundred episodes, and here's to hoping you stay with us because you know we really enjoy doing what we do. But yeah, um, I guess we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.